We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here we go. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's go Nets. The Nets beat the Knicks for the eighth time in a row. I'm not going to rub it in too much, but you already know what I'm going to say. Brooklyn runs New York. Whose town is this? I mean, let's stop, folks. Let's just stop saying all the little things. Nobody cares about the Nets. The Nets only have 10 fans. They're a disaster. They're a dumpster fire. Ha, 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 ha. Look at Brooklyn. Ultimate fail. You can't beat them. Until the Knicks can beat the Nets, no one can say anything. Call me up, 877-337-66. Two more sixes, and we're going to talk about that probably at least till 12. I know some of you want to talk about DeGrom. I know you can't wait to crunch the numbers on Aaron Judge and talk about nothing coming out of the GM meetings. Well, there were some moves, but here in New York, we're waiting on the big fish and the thing about baseball and free agency, which actually starts tomorrow. You have to wait. You have to wait, and it's a long, drawn-out process. So back to hoops. Right here in New York tonight, in Barclays Center, the Brooklyn Nets coming off a loss to the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, all the way down to the wire. You know, KD missed the second free throw. You remember that happened a couple of days ago. The Knicks coming off a big win against the Timberwolves. Put up 120 points. The Brooklyn Nets, led by Jacques Vaughn, hold the Knicks to 85 points tonight. Let me check the box score. Make sure that that's correct. 85 points. Sheesh. 14 in the fourth quarter. Listen, today the Brooklyn Nets announced that Jacques Vaughn will actually be the coach the rest of this season into next season. They pulled the interim tag off of JV today. A lot of Nets fans were disappointed, myself included. We thought we were getting Ime Udoka. Oh, let's not go down that one. Let's, let's stay here. Jacques Vaughn brings energy. He brings experience. He brings a level of respect that clearly the Brooklyn Nets are showing. I feel like teams in the NBA mimic their coach, and you need a strong head coach. You need a coach that the guys respect for them to follow his lead. And all of a sudden, the Nets look different to me. The Nets are 5-7, and seven, but all of a sudden, the Nets look like they're smiling, they're having fun, led by Kevin Durant, which I don't know why it took me so long to even say Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant does not like the New York Knicks. It's clear. It's obvious. KD wants to go undefeated against the Knicks. Ben Simmons still undefeated against the Knicks. 
KD goes out there and you could tell. It's personal. You're not going to beat him. Julius Randle versus KD, you can't win that. I understand the Knicks have a point guard now. I myself said they're better. They're a better team. But you know what? Tonight, the, the Nets were the better team. The Nets have way more experience on the floor than the Knicks have. The Knicks have a lot of young guys with a, a lot of growing to do, a lot of learning to do. They are not on the Nets level. And we're not sure what level the Nets are on. With all the turmoil, all the negative energy, all the bad headlines, all the distractions that have nothing to do with basketball, we forgot. Kevin Durant is one of the best players, if not the best player in the NBA. And he's got some guys around him. Royce O'Neal is an NBA player, a veteran. Joe Harris is a veteran. Seth Curry. Ooh, Seth Curry started cooking like his brother. Seth Curry is a veteran. And then you mix in a Nick Claxton who's having a big year. Had to have a big bounce back year after last year. Edmund Sumner, good to see you. He can get it done. I'm looking at the Nets and guys like Cam Thomas, young guys like Kessler Edwards, David Duke Jr., they're, they're getting a chance to play here, and they're having fun. And that's what it's about, honestly. It's not about the Internet and Twitter and links and all this other drama and nonsense. They removed that. They removed that. And it seems like it's going pretty good. Nets fans, call me up. Tell me how you feel. As a Nets fan, I didn't know what to expect tonight. I didn't know what to expect over these last couple weeks. What a roller coaster. But it's always good to beat the Knicks. It's always good to get a win. Nets have won three out of their last four, and they almost beat Luka the other night. So, Knicks fans, tell me how you feel. That's not what you were expecting. The spread was only Nets minus two and a half. People were calling for that to be a close game. That was a 20-point game, then a 30-point game. It was never really close. That's what makes me say, hey, that's Kevin Durant, and that's a bunch of vet veterans and guys that are playing with energy that just the Knicks can't match. Julius Randle can't match that. Cam Reddish has zero, can't match that. R.J. Barrett, 16 points, can't match that. It's not enough. They held them to 16. Off the bench, if we're looking at the, the Knicks bench has been good. Obi Toppin, Hartenstein, D. Rose, Quickly. These guys coming off the bench have been pretty good for the Knicks. But when you looked at the Knicks bench versus the Nets bench tonight, the, the Nets were winning that. If you go look at the box score, the Nets have... Plus, 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 plus. Kevin Durant, plus 32. Royce O'Neal, plus 44. The, a lopsided win. The box score looks crazy. The box score looks stupid. That's a big win for the Brooklyn Nets, who have fired their head coach, hired an interim coach, made him their head coach, who have a suspended player, who have a player that they traded for last year who has been injured, who has been ridiculed, who has a target on his back, but he played tough tonight as well. And then they have Kevin Durant, who requested a trade, who very well might be getting traded. That's a whole other rabbit hole. We don't have to go down tonight. What are the Nets setting up for? They backed off of Ime Udoka. We're not going to do that. Let's just talk about the game tonight, the rivalry tonight. Is it a rivalry right now? All time, of course. The Jersey days. But now, this last 10 years in Brooklyn, things have changed. The Knicks have not beat the Nets since pre-pandemic days. I was on last night. I said, they're going for eight in a row. 
It's been since January 26, 2020. That's a long time. That's dominance. That's not a rivalry when one side just keeps beating you and beating you and beating you and beating you. And all you can say is, we run the town. Nobody likes the Nets. No, let's keep it a basketball. Let's keep it a bean on the floor, whether it's Madison Square Garden or Barclays Center. The Nets find a way to beat the Knicks every single time now. Get used to it. And even if they blow this thing up, there's just something in the air with this battle of the boroughs, this rivalry. It's fun. I'm enjoying it, obviously, because I'm on the winning side. But Knicks fans, call up. Tell me what you saw, what you feel. They said there were kids in there getting at KD. KD was barking back at him. There were kids in there switching sides. I'm done with the Knicks. I'm a Nets fan. Enter at your own risk. It is not always as fun as it seems. (laughs) Keith McPherson on the fan, man. Obviously, we're going to talk. Hoops, and we're going to talk Knicks and Nets. But we will look at the GM meetings out there in Vegas. We will talk about different things. I want to bring up this Mazataka Yoshida. I don't know. I just heard about this guy a couple days ago. But they linked him to the Yankees. They link everyone to the Yankees. And I want to hear from the Mets fans. I listened to Salicata show a little bit last night on the drive home and kept listening once I got in the house. You can do that, you know. If you're listening in your car, you can get out of your car and keep listening to the radio on the free Odyssey app. Yes, I did that, and I was listening to, uh, you know, different views and opinions on Jacob deGrom. Does he want to stay? Does he want to go? I think he wants to go. Maybe he wants to stay. How much money to make him stay? Are you trying to pay him that much money for him to stay? Is he worth that much money? How's he going to? I don't know. He might not play that much if he stays. Risky business, even with Judge, right? Judge is a big guy. Judge just hit 62. Is he going to break down? His body can't hold up. He's over 30. He's never going to hit 62 again, right? Maybe. Nah, can't do that again. How much is he really worth? Well, we shall see. Is Cashman talking to his camp? Is Cashman keeping it private? We don't know. And so, honestly, the conversation around free agency with the two big fish in New York and even talking about the GM meeting. Scott Boris spoke today. I got some clips from that. Uh... It's just talk, but it's good talk for radio. We don't know what's going to happen yet. We wait and see, and it's a long wait. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let's talk hoops. Let's talk baseball. And I'm on till 2 a.m., so I guarantee you we talk Daniel Jones, the Giants. We talk Zach Wilson, the Jets. I don't know. It's sports talk radio. Whatever you want to do, call me up, 877-337-6666. You're listening to the fan. I'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, yeah. You are now listening to 101.9 FM, WFAN Sports Talk Radio, with your nighttime host, Keith McPherson. Call us up. 877-337-777. Hey, let's get back into it. Keith McPherson on the fan. Coming off a rivalry, Battle of the Burrows, Knicks versus Nets. Your Brooklyn Nets win 112-85. to Just kidding. I know. I know. You're Knicks fans. Or are you? I sense the tide has turned some no matter what. 
goes on in the organization, no matter how much of a dumpster fire it may be, there are fans. My wife was in the city. She said, I, I saw a lot of people wearing net stuff on my way out. They're, I'm like, yeah, they're probably going to the game. I didn't go to the game. I've been kind of staying away, folks. You know, it's toxic over there. <laughs> but Evan texted me, and Evan was at the game. And he said, there's still a bunch of them. But fewest Knicks fans I've ever seen at a Nets-Knicks game. I said, it's year 10, bro. It took a decade. They can't take over our arena anymore. No matter the state of the Nets right now. I just told you it's toxic over there. I stayed away. Think about how many more Nets fans were like, I'll sit this one out. I thought if there was ever a time in this last eight times for the Knicks to get a win against the Nets, I thought it'd be now, right? New point guard. They're putting up 120 points on the Timberwolves. Had a couple other big wins, but no, no, no. It's early on in the NBA season. We don't really know. But what we do know is Kevin Durant exists. And if Kevin Durant is giving the thumbs down to little Knicks fans in Barkley Center, he's ready to play. He's not losing. And on the day that they said Jacques Vaughn will be the guy, the Nets come out and showed you that, yeah, they, they will play for that guy. They will play hard. They will play defense. They will pass the ball. They will rebound the ball. They will shoot the ball relentlessly. That was a blowout. That was a regular, old-fashioned, you-know-what. What can we say on the radio? Butt-whooping. I think you could say the A word. I'm not, I don't want to get too far into the Marco's like, take it easy. Hey, that one's all right. You can do that one. It's okay. Right. <laughs> you I was know, giving you the thumbs up. You're all right. You're good. You're you know, right. they got the, you know what, what, you know? The kids are going to sleep soon, though. <laughs> After 12, then we can say what really happened to the New York Knicks. But Knicks fans, call me up. Tell me about it. I see Knicks fans online saying they quit. They didn't try. They did look dead, man. In the second half, coming out of halftime, you know, a lot of Knicks fans uh, were thinking that they had the second half, maybe. I don't know. Reading reading Twitter, which Twitter isn't real. Twitter is a fake place. It's even more f- fake now that Elon Musk is in there giving people verified badges. I don't know what is going on. I'm logging off. But people were talking about the second half, and the Knicks come out in the second half. They're flat. They're dead. The Nets just put them all the way away, and that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. Makes you rethink everything, and uh, we'll talk through it tonight. I mean, neither side is great. We know the Knicks aren't good. I think they're better. I think they may be a playing team, but now I'm looking at the Nets like, wait, they have a little more experience and talent than I realized. Maybe Jacques Vaughn, who isn't just a random guy. He's, he's got 10 more, more, more than 10 years, maybe 20 years more uh, experience than Steve Nash. He's a better coach than Steve Nash. So maybe the Nets, led by Kevin Durant, without 11 on the floor right now, Maybe they got some cooking. Who knows? We shall see. It's fun. The season's just begun. Keith McPherson on the fan. We got to break it down. Marco's going to hit you with the update. We should do that right now. And we're back. Right on. The Nets win. The Knicks lose. But they always lose. It's whatever. <laughs> uh it's not even really fun anymore to troll Knicks fans and, like, rub it in. As I said, I'm not going to rub it in. At this point, it's just like, whatever, yo. <laughs> the Nets look at the Knicks like varsity versus JV. Big bro versus little bro. Year 10 with the Nets being in Brooklyn. In the last three years, it's just been dominance. and At least Nets fans have that. At least the Brooklyn Nets fan base has that. That was fun to watch. And the Nets, honestly, have been fun to watch these last few games. The Wizards game, the Hornets game, 
the Mavericks game, now the Knicks game. And the Nets are set to hit the road and go out west. And they'll face the Clippers, Lakers, Staples Center, back-to-back. And then they got the Kings, the Trailblazers. It's going to be a tough little uh, test for them, but I think they're going to be up for it. I I can't wait to see what they look like against the Trailblazers and the Clippers. They should beat the Lakers and the Kings. But who knows? It's early on in the NBA season. We really don't know anything about these teams, where this is going to go. And uh, as a Nets fan, I was down about the news today. Jacques Vaughn is the head coach. That means they're not going to hire Ime Udoka. That doesn't mean that I hate Jacques Vaughn. To me, it just signaled, uh, you know, this this is the end. And for Nets fans, you know what I mean by this is the end. Like, we, we don't know if they're going to trade KD. We don't know what the future is going to be. But this last few years since 2019, the 7-11 KD Kyrie era, every Nets fan dreamed of a chip, dreamed of a finals trip, dreamed of playoff wins. And it's been a nightmare. It's been a roller coaster. It's not been fun, honestly. And here we are in this last year, what we all think, right? And they fire the head coach. We knew that was coming. They should have did that in the summer. But then there's rumors of E-May coming in. And then obviously, the you know, the Kyrie stuff the last week and plus now kind of messed all that up. But the bright side is here, right? On the bright side of things, you still have Kevin Durant. Enjoy that. Enjoy the greatness. Appreciate greatness. That's one of the best basketball players of all time in that Brooklyn jersey. Leading whoever he's around, right? That's greatness. You know how, like, Tom Brady can play no matter who's around him. He can make guys better around him. He can find a way to win. KD is of that same ilk. Respect greatness. Appreciate greatness. And he said these guys have pride. They have individual pride. It's good to see the Nets pick themselves up off the mat. Couldn't lose that game tonight. Jacques Vaughn, uh, good for you. Jacques Vaughn has gotten three wins in these last four games, and now they head out west, and we'll see what happens. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up. I know you want to talk about the Mets. I know you want to talk about the Yankees, but this is New York. There's people listening that want to hear about this game that happened in New York tonight. There was no hockey. Local hockey was last night. Shout out to my Devils. I'll see y'all Saturday. People want to talk about the Knicks and the Nets. Knicks fans are ducking. That's fine. Get, get, get some sleep. Get your rest. This is a night to go to bed early. Wake up refreshed tomorrow. Forget it even happened. Nets fans, call me up. We'll talk about it. Josh and Passaic, young man, go for it. Yo, Josh. Yo, Josh, are you there? Keith, hello? Hello. 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 Yeah, just that connection there. Well, you're live. We can hear you. All right, so what a win by the Nets tonight. The Rams coming back. And how about Seth Curry, who I'm looking at? He's getting back to what he was doing last year. Sometimes you need these type of games, especially where it's the Knicks to ignite you. You're right, to remind themselves, right? Even Joe Harris, I'm like, yo, there are veterans out there. That's the first thing I told Connor when I came in. I'm like, the difference in this game, obviously, is KD. But the, the real difference is the years of NBA experience that the Nets have over there versus the youth that the Knicks have. Those young guys are trying to figure it out. They can't play with the Nets. Right, and they're moving the ball well and nailing their shots. And they played great defense. I mean, it's not even like the first time they really kept the team under 90, 95 points. The Nets never played defense. And as of lately, you know what KD said? They're simplifying things. You know, they're they're keeping it simple. 
And I guess that's what they need to do. Get back to basics. Get back to basketball. Not this nonsense. Not this Twitter stuff. Not these interviews and these media members that only care about Kyrie's nonsense or Ben Simmons' nonsense or anything that can detract. Oh, Steve Nash. Like, back to basketball, man. As a Nets fan, you got to just be happy to watch them go out there and hoop like that. Right, no Kyrie, no problem. It's 3-1 and one without him. And maybe when he actually comes back, they can make a difference. And... But Steve Nash gone. Maybe that was the reason they couldn't play hey, defense. They're just too I, offensive-minded. Uh, you said it, not me. Whatever. No rush. And, you know, I'm I'm good with who I see. I'm good with who we got. Keep it, keep it going. Keep it rolling. Maybe this West Coast trip will be great for them. These guys can bond. These guys have the energy. They, they're smiling. They look like they are uh, ready to play and enjoying it now. So you just hope it continues. They got to win games. They're 5-7. and seven. They got to get over 500, and they got to get back rolling. How about our Devils, Keith? Was that seven in a row? Yeah, seven in a row, a ten and three, team. first place. That game last night, I'm like, these kids are tough. It's starting to come back together. Uh, I'm going there Saturday. I can't wait. It's time. The Devils, you know, had a, a you know a, a little bit of a rebuild and, and a down period, and uh, you know, I'm obviously on the bandwagon now. It's my first full season watching the team from start to finish. I'm happy that it just started good. Well, I wish this wasn't last year because. Last year I was able to go through much more games. Uh, Keith, love- Thanks for the call, Josh. The Nets don't have Steve Nash. Okay, fine. Steve Nash was not a good coach. I think everyone agrees. I don't think there's one person. I heard Tom Thibodeau actually say, Steve Nash is a hell of a coach. No, he's not. What are you talking about, bro? You're just saying that for the cameras? Steve Nash out. We knew he'd be out at some point. Kevin Durant requested he be fired. He also requested that the GM be fired. KD knows some stuff. KD is smarter than people give him credit for. When KD was requesting a trade out this summer, everybody was killing him. Nets fans were just, like, ready to jump off the bridge. Uh, There was a lot of things said. I told people don't jump out the window too fast. Watch what you say. You'll be deleting tweets and Instagram posts. and Hold on to your Kevin Durant jerseys for a second. (laughs) Seems like he knew something, but here we are. It's back to basketball. All that other stuff will figure itself out. All that other stuff off the court is nonsense. Uh, they're winning games now. They're rolling now. They look like they're having fun now. And let's see. The season is off and running. We are underway. We had a little bit of a rough start, but now it's fun. This is why you watch. Let's go to Brooklyn. What's up, Clyde? You're on the fan. Hello. Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear. Yes, keep up the good work. You're a great uh, radio announcer. Thank you. About a year in. Uh, <laughs> yes, I know. I know you've been a Nets fan, fan for a while. I've been a Nets fan for years, also before nine eleven, before Kid was there. Yeah, so that yeah, that's a long time. That was before me. I really, I really started rocking with the Nets. Yeah, around that time, two thousand and one, two thousand and two, and then obviously two thousand three, two thousand four. Vince Carter comes through. Yep, I, that's when when I was in when I was a teenager when I was a kid. Uh, Jason Kidd was the guy. When they got Jason Kidd, I'm like, okay, we we got we got one of them ones. We got one of them guys in the NBA. We got a superstar. He can lead the way. We're all right. Yes, I've I've always been chastised by Knicks fans for years. Oh yeah, Patrick Ewing was there. <laughs> oh yeah, you know when when the team was in the Meadowlands, it was always like they were second fiddle, and then they're like, ah, now we'll move to Brooklyn. 
and give it 10 years, and there'll be a bunch of Nets fans, and there'll be superstar talent here, and eight wins in a row. The Nets have beat the Knicks and starting to look a little crazy out here. That's right. I think we're the bigger brother now. Yeah, it's clear. It's obvious. Eight times in a row, that's dominance in the NBA. No team beats a team eight times in a row unless they own them. And for this rivalry in the city and as much talk happens in the city between Knicks fans, Nets fans, and Knicks fans always thinking that they're about to one-up the Nets or that they got one on the Nets, and then it just comes back to the court. It just comes back to the floor. It comes back to the game. And they can't beat them in that game. That's right. You know, James Dolan, all that popularity, MSG, Manhattan, all the advertisements, still can't get a good team going. In the middle of Manhattan, you can stumble into the place, the world's most (laughs) famous arena, little old BC, Barclays Center, Brooklyn. Nobody goes over there, right? They've got no fans. (laughs) Times have changed. (laughs) Things have changed. Yes, I think I think this year is going to change everything. I think we're going to have I think when we get in, into the playoffs, we're going to see what they're made of. I, I think KD is hungry. I think Simmons is hungry. I think coach uh, coach Vaughn is wants to prove to everybody that he has what it takes to become a head coach. I think in the playoffs we're going to make a run. I think this might be the year. I mean, I can't go that far. Thanks for the call, Clyde. The playoffs seem so far from now. And so much can happen. I'm just living in this tonight. The Nets beat the Knicks 112-85 to in Brooklyn. They blow them out. Kevin Durant has a triple-double. The Nets cannot lose to the Knicks. They will not lose. Ben Simmons is undefeated. I saw a stat. Excuse me. I saw a stat about Kevin Durant. It's funny. Like, it, it is personal. It is personal for Kevin Kevin Durant. Like, he talks about it. He embraces it. Kevin Durant is now 21-3 and all-time against the Knicks, and he has never lost to them since joining Brooklyn. You can say all you want about, oh, get your own ring, get your own chip, lead a team on your own, drive the bus, blah, blah, blah. He's going to hold that. That record is intact, and uh, we'll see how many more games he has in Brooklyn. I mean, we expect this season, but you don't know. But I think he's got a chip on his shoulder whenever he plays the Knicks. Last night when we were on, shout out CP, the franchise joining me. That's what I said. I wasn't confident. I wasn't I wasn't expecting a 20-point, 30-point. Like, what? I wasn't expecting that. That was crazy. I was sitting on the couch, like, paralyzed. Like, wow, it's easy. <laughs> but last night I said, Kevin Durant is the only, like, I'm like, Kevin Durant has a chip on. He does not want to lose to the Knicks. He does not like the New York Knicks at all. So that is the only thing that I'm thinking, like, they're not going to lose the game. And then when the spread was two and a half, they're expecting the Nets to win a close one. And historically, all of these games have been close. I said that to y'all last night. It's Julius, It comes down to a, a last possession. Julius Randle one-on-one against KD. KD will get the bucket or the and one or fouled, and then they have no more time left. There was a game last year where, where James Johnson was beating the Knicks uh, from the free throw line. A rookie Cam Thomas beating the Knicks. Draining a three from deep. Like, there's just something in the air in New York, whether it's in the Garden or Barclays Center. When it's Knicks versus Nets, the basketball gods are on the Nets side. That's eight in a row. It is what it is. It is what it is. My guy, Josh, in the Bronx. I'm telling you, experience is a good teacher, Keith. And the Nets, you know, they're, the te- they're teaching the Knicks, man. Experience, man, you know. 
like what you've been saying and everything. And look at the hockey teams. They're all lined up like it was 1994 in those playoffs. And I wish you the best with the Devils and all the Nick and Ranger fan bases and everything. What, like you say, it's that time of the year. And thank you for taking my call. That's all I got for you tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Josh always checks in. He kicks a couple bars, and he's out of there. He's getting up out of there. <laughs> That's my guy, though. Appreciate the words. Yeah, experience. When you look at the Knicks, and they're rolling out there with R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, Jalen Brunson, like these Obi Toppin, these guys aren't five years into the league. Julius Randle is a veteran, yeah. Even, you know, they started Sims. These are young boys. These guys are in their second, third, fourth year in the league. Quickly, like, they're not hooping with them. They're not hooping with Kevin Durant. This is year 16 for Durant. Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Seth Curry. Just stop right there. Just stop right there. Then you had Ben Simmons, Markeith Morris. That's decades more, like five decades more years of experience that the Nets have than the Knicks. They're not lining up and beating them. Uh, there's no way Tibbs can coach them to beat them. They're just... It's men amongst boys. It's varsity versus JV. Simple as that. Jersey City, Jimmy, back on the fan. What's up, Jim? My man, Keith, it's not men against boys. It's I'm your daddy. Who's your, your daddy? daddy? Oh, that's terrible. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's right, though. That's right, though. They're owning them in their city, right? They run the town. They run their city. You, you can't talk to your father like that. That's right, Keith. They've been owning them since Jason Kidd days, all the way through in, 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 in Throwing Jersey. Throwing up the alley-oop to Richard Jefferson. <laughs> they, the, Knicks, the Knicks have dominated them for the last couple of decades, the last two decades easily. We know it. But, the uh, numbers don't lie. We see and it. I, and I know you said you didn't expect that kind of blowout, but listen, I told you, or I told Sal, that listen, the Knicks played nobody. These, these, their first opening season, they played nobody. The teams they beat were all under 500. The teams they lost were all over 500, except tonight the Nets. But the Nets, on the other hand, were playing all teams over. Hundred, where their chemistry was good, they were losing by a few points. Yeah, they, you know, they were bound to win a, a good game like tonight. And I, I, I like the hiring of Jock, Jock Vaughn. I like Jock Vaughn. We let one assistant get away that turned that the, the turned out to beat us. So hopefully Jock Vaughn can do a little Ume uh, magic for our team this year. And uh, I like it that KD is the leader. I don't I don't want Kyrie on the team. He hogs the ball. I, I like KD always <laughs> won the win championship. He, he's the man now. I'd like to see him do it by himself with this team, maybe get another piece or two uh, if they can get rid of Kyrie. But what do you, what do you think about that, Keith? I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm reserving my thoughts and I'm uh, not getting ahead of myself because I don't know what uh, – Kyrie could be back in a week. Kyrie could be back in, in, in two weeks, and I'm never going to say that they're not better with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is one of the best basketball players in the world, one of the best we've ever seen. Uh, he's a different type of cat. He does a little too much for me at times, kind of ruins it, but – the Nets are better if they have that guy. And uh, we'll see. He may be coming back. He may not be. But I like the brand of basketball they are playing. I like the possessions going through KD. I like that the whole team is looking for each other and KD. It isn't, a, you know, every other possession. Kyrie getting the ball, dribbling the air out the ball, trying to create his own shot, make or miss. Uh, they're passing. They are fighting KD and KD one-on-one. Uh, even if he's not one-on-one, he's going to go get his shot, and he's hitting him. He had the touch tonight. He was out there hitting the shimmy. He was feeling it. He was hooping. I loved it. He had a triple-double. Nice. Hey, who's that, who's that other guy who still ain't played for us yet, that defensive guy? What's his name? T.J. Warren. Yeah, T.J. Like, like, we got him back. Still, we're going to be nice. I love the way they're playing defense. 
defense is real nice. Utah, man. they didn't even have Utah Watanabe tonight. They That's they blew out the Knicks without Utah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess, like I said, the Nets are the, the Nets are the Knicks daddy, just like the Yankees are the Mets daddy. It's gonna be like that forever, Keith. I wow. love you, brother. Keep doing what you do, brother. I shout wow. <laughs> That's tough. I mean, it is what it is. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't. Eight wins in a row. It's worth talking about. We'll move on from it. We'll move on from it. I know. There's some Knicks fans that are like, whatever, man. The Knicks aren't good. You know they're not good. They quit. They didn't even play hard. Like You're really celebrating the Knicks? Beating the Knicks? They're going to trade KD. Did you see what Kyrie posted, man? Ben Simmons is a show of himself. Why are you making... <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do, though. You're supposed to enjoy it. We take this day by day. You know what I say about baseball. It's a night thing, right? I'm the nighttime host. My show is just tonight. I'll have another show tomorrow and the next day and then weeks from now and then the narratives will change and things will change and I don't know, we might not feel the same. But tonight, if you're a Nets fan out there listening to me, enjoy it. If you're a Nets fan that has ever been victimized or abused by a Knicks fan that had really nothing to hold over your head, enjoy it. And until 12, we're going to at least live in this Knicks-Nets game. Knicks fans, call in and tell me your side of the story, how you feel. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take another break. I'll be right back. A what, 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 what? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Keith McPherson on the fan. This is the last hour, a half hour of my show until we switch studios. Let's have at it with the Knicks and the Nets conversation. I know. Some of you want to talk about Judge. They're literally calling the phone. Yankees and Aaron Judge. Should the Yankees sign Judge? What should the Yankees do this offseason? Should the Yankees clean house? We'll get there. We'll get there. But there's some people that want to talk hoops. It's basketball season. Baseball's over. Free agency hasn't even begun. We'll get there. We'll get there. I've got plenty of thoughts and things to say about it, but we're going to be doing that every single day for a long time. We're going to say the same things over and over and over and over and over again. And we're not going to get any new information. This thing is going to take weeks and months to play out. I don't expect it to be fast. But the Nets beat the Knicks, so let's focus on that. Call me up. 877-337-6666. Never lost. Undefeated, never lost. Eight in a row. There's some Nets players that have never lost to the Knicks, and, like, I just don't understand some of the conversation, some of the trolling on the other side. That's ownage. Kevin Durant hasn't lost to the Knicks since April 2013 when he was with the Thunder. 13 straight wins. Already told y'all, 21-3 and three all-time. He doesn't do that losing to the Knicks. Ben Simmons is literally undefeated, never lost. Undefeated against the Knicks. That's great. So, I know. Knicks fans are ducking. We hear all that conversation about nobody going to Nets games. Here, let me go to box score and check the attendance. I I don't even have to check. I already know. I didn't go to the game, but I already know. Oh, 100% attendance. 18,156. Out of that 18,000, I would say that there's at least 10,000 of those Nets fans. Nah, more than that. 12. 12,000 Nets fans in that group. Knicks fans showed up, I'm sure. But I'm not going to give it to them. I'm not going to give it to them that, oh, they're going to take over the arena. I heard BT say that this morning. I'm watching Tiki and Tierney. And he said, yeah, there's going to be 65% Knicks fans, probably more. I'm like, bro, what? got to hit refresh. got to update your info. <laughs> you got to go to one of those games. 
It's not like that anymore. It's not like that over there anymore. This Nets world has been built. And many of us have watched it. From 2022, 2013, team, different teams, different coaches, different owners. different. You've seen it if you're a Nets fan. And I heard Evan today. You know, I feel bad sometimes. Evan, before I ever got on WFAN, I had Evan on Talking Nets. And I said, Evan, you're our only voice. Evan, you're our only hope. Evan, you're our only voice as a Nets fan. I'm like, everybody else talks about the Nets with a Knicks slant. Everybody else looks at the Nets through Knicks glasses. Evan, you're our only voice. And he's going through it like the rest of us. He says, you know, you guys don't care. And I'm talking to Evan. We both know. We've seen it. We, we've seen different iterations of this Brooklyn Nets team in black and white in Brooklyn. And... A lot of personnel changes, a lot of player changes, and the fans remain the same. And more fans get added. And I love that there are fans that decided to be Nets fans 10 years ago when they were 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, and now those kids are 18, 19, 20, 21, can buy a ticket, can take the train to Barclays Center, put on a Kevin Durant jersey, and go watch KD own the Knicks, and then go to school tomorrow and look at their friends and say, what? Now, <laughs> you made all those jokes about Steve Nash, about Kyrie. What now? What say you now? Not much to say. Out in Saddlebrook, Ali, what's up, man? You're on the fan. Yo, yo, Keith, what's up, man? Yo, what's um, good? I think we were on Spaces, actually, a few nights ago when that Steve Nash firing went down. Um, thank you for that. But getting to the Nets and the Icks, you got Julius Randle talking about net struggles, that that's their problem, all good over here in Nickland. Yeah, yeah right. Give all mid. The, the mid three. Cook? <laughs> <laughs> all mid. All mid in Nickland. Like, the, their ceiling is mid. And not even mid. There's, like I said, they're a playing team at best this year. And they're, they're, they're working towards it. They're building. But it's going to take some time. They should have got Donovan Mitchell. Are you crazy? You go yes, get Donovan bro. Mitchell. <laughs> They would have had a shot if he was on the floor. They were trying to convince themselves that they don't need Donovan Mitchell and they got to hoard these picks. Yeah, they're right. so good at drafting <laughs> players. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, after the uh, game, KD said something really great. He said that uh, we're not trying to stay in this honeymoon phase. Yeah, and we want to build and move forward and get better. So I know we're not all too thrilled that hey, uh, it's Jock Vaughn and not Ime, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm good with it, uh, especially like the defense that the team brings to me. That's very important. So let's see. Let's see what happens uh, these next coming upcoming games, and hopefully we get over 500. Kyrie, definitely, we need Kyrie. I don't know that last caller. He said uh, we're better with, without Kyrie. Yeah, you're never going that way. I understand I, people no. saying that, but I'm never going that way. That that literally eliminates all of Kyrie and his career and what he's done and what he actually is. No. Exactly. Uh, and right now we have the leverage on Kyrie, so you know when he comes back, he's going to have to be on his best behavior. And As he should. In. Comply and play. Like <laughs> Just... Focus on basketball and chill with everything else. Do that in the offseason. And your next offseason, Kyrie, you're out anyway. So, like, please, bro, 
Figure it out. He talked to Adam Silver. Supposedly they're working on whatever. The Nets are winning games. The Nets have the right energy. They have a head coach with energy that clearly they believe in. Let's go forward. Win some games. If Kyrie comes back, he comes back. Whatever. They can win with the talent they have. If he comes back, it's a plus. I'm never going to be a guy to say the Nets are better without Kyrie. Hey, honestly, they look a lot better. Yo, it is what it is, but you can't you can't act like Kyrie isn't a ridiculous basketball player. Any team is better with a score like that on their team. So. Exactly, and we, we've already seen this team without Kyrie last year. Yeah, can KD carry? Sure, but he's going to just burn himself out. We don't need that, but let's see. This is a great win. Hopefully we build on it. Nets world, our world. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Our world, Nets world. I mean, I get it if you all hate Kyrie, and it's not you all, but all of you that like try to eliminate Kyrie or reduce Kyrie, like it's, it's just exhausting, but you can't strip that man of what he is on the basketball court. Like, I, like people trying to reduce him to some type of player that I don't know. I don't even know who to compare it to, right? Like they don't like they don't need Kyrie. They're better without Kyrie. They look good, yes, but any team is better with Kyrie. That's why Kyrie is allowed to be Kyrie and do all the things he does because he's all world basketball. Without that, he would have been out of the league a long time ago. If he wasn't one of the best players in the league, the commissioner wouldn't be meeting with him. They would. He would just be released, cut, done, right? So when I hear people say, oh, the team's better without Kyrie, they're much better without I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. They know themselves they're not actually going to contend without Kyrie. They just need it to cool off. They just need it to cool off. Robbie and Lennox, my guy, what'd you, what'd you see? Are you, you're a Knicks fan? You watch this Knicks game? Diehard Knicks fan. You're a Knicks I fan, actually right. watch this game. You know what's amazing? I'll tell you honestly, Keith, <laughs> I was just telling this to Connor. This might be the last Knicks game that I watched this season. And the problem for me is, and again, uh, you know, I, people are going to get on me all the time about this, but my question, my first question to you is, what does Tom Thibodeau do on the sideline? What is, what does an NBA coach really <laughs> puts do? His arms, uh, puts his arms out, yells, puts his arms yeah, on his hip, yeah. makes faces. <laughs> How old are you now? You're, you're, you're mid-30s, right? Early 30s? 34 this year. 34, okay. I wish to God that you would have seen basketball in the 70s when I was growing up, about great players, about passing in motion, about defense and hand-checking that are not allowed in the game anymore, about actually playing to the middle of the lane and playing defense. What I watched in the Knicks is nothing but a bunch of garbage. I mean, how many stupid 25-foot shots can you take? How many times can you stand in the corner with an entire lane in front of you and instead of just driving the lane and stuffing the basket and going, how many times did the Knicks go to the foul line tonight? Five times? Six times? My Let's question see. for you is, why doesn't anybody post in the NBA anymore? Again, why don't we have great centers in the NBA anymore? Why don't we have big men that, that, control, that control down low, that facilitate the ball through the center? It's so boring to watch. Who wants to see a bunch of five guys standing in a perimeter, shooting the basketball and clanging the ball off the basket 30 times tonight? It's just <laughs> they, they, they know they, can't, they knew they couldn't win. They knew they couldn't compete. The first quarter was 38-22. The Nets came out fast. KD is, is just another level. They've got veterans. They're moving the ball. They were playing a brand of basketball that I don't think the Knicks were ready for. And the Knicks have won some games, and someone else called and said, like, you know, they beat the Pistons. Uh, they beat the Magic. They beat the Hornets. Right. Like, I, And I even tipped my cap. I said, props to whoever booked those three games in the Garden this year to start off on, on the right note, right? But then they got smoked by the, the Bucks, the Cavaliers, and, yep. like, Talk about getting smoked. No, they didn't get smoked by those teams. 
they lost to those better teams, the Bucks and the Cavaliers, but then they got yep. smoked by the Hawks. And then tonight was another one where it's like, yo, they just, I don't know, they could not play on that level. It's uh, it's clear that they have a lot of growing to do, uh, maturing to do, learning to do, because the Nets aren't a complete unit yet. They just have enough right. hoopers and experience that uh, they they look like a they varsity no team playing a JV. They had no answer for me. I mean, how many times I was Julius Randle stand with his hands at his side? Put your hands up and guard a guy. This drives me nuts. The, the Knicks stand there with their hands at their side. That is a great Tom Thibodeau and his great defensive coaching. Whatever happened to that? Yeah, they got to hit the talking. film. They got They definitely got to look at that film. When they see that I film. I liked them when they sucked. You know, I liked them when they sucked offensively and were good <laughs> defensively. I really did, Keith, honestly. I did. I mean, I was like, but I just, you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, you should have seen, like, when Larry Bird was in his prime or when Doc was in his prime, I used to go, it's funny, when I, when I was a kid, I went to the old ABA games, uh, on, you know, on the island one. They were the New York Nets in the old ABA. And that's when the three-pointer was actually used with intelligence. I don't mind the three-pointer, but they use it 30 times a game when you can actually drive the ball to the basket and get to the line. It's like, how many times do I have to watch R.J. Barrett throw an off-balance shot and hit the backboard? Yeah, I he, mean, was, like he was trying to shoot him back into and it wasn't working. Cam Reddish, another one. Zero. <sighs> went 0 for 0 for 7, yeah. 0 for 4 from deep. Like, they just didn't Fournier, have it. Fournier can't stand his game. Fournier can't stand either. He can't play defense. He doesn't try to play defense. And he, all he does is try to shoot long jump shots. Like, see, I just don't understand. Like, it, it's so boring to watch. Like, I don't understand. Like, when a guy's got the ball, like, when a guy has the ball at the top of the key, okay, everybody's standing around watching him. Why doesn't anybody go to the basket? One guy shoots and everybody stands around and watches him. It's they like, were paralyzed. They were stuck in it. Thanks yeah, for the call, like, Robbie. They they were stuck in it. They know. They know. They step into the Barclays Center and it's dark in there. It's not like the garden. You don't have a uh, accordion. You don't hear the You don't hear any of that in there. You hear Brooklyn, let's go Nets, let's go Nets. And then DJ Jung, and I forget the other DJ's name. They're dropping beats in there. You hear instrumentals. You hear hip-hop. It's Brooklyn. A lot of Biggie, Fab, Jay-Z. It's a good time. You should go to a game. I should have gone to the game. That was a great game to go to, but I knew not to go to that game, actually. I've just been chilling, man. I've been chilling, man. It's too hard. I would have had to leave. And this would have been a game I could leave because it was a blowout. So I would have been able to comfortably walk out in the fourth quarter, take the train back up here. But it is what it is. All right. Got to break it down again. 877-337-6666 is the number to dial. Keith McPherson on the fan right back after this. A couple minutes before the top of the hour, 12 a.m., we'll switch and... uh, I'll set the table with some baseball topics. I've got a few. I've got a few. I've already mentioned Aaron Judge and Jacob DeGrom, and I'll add in some Trey Turner conversation. Scott Boris, what a guy. Scott Boris had his uh, annual show at the GM meetings. Everybody pull up a chair. Hear what Boris Corpse got to share. (laughs) This guy's got quotables. He's got bars. He's hilarious. He's a rich, evil villain. He's the he's rich, evil villain of baseball, Scott Boris. He's like a Bond villain with all these prospects, or not prospects, all these free agents trying to get them contracts and deals at the highest amount. Of course. He profits off that. He's got a good percentage, man. What's, what's Boris worth? He's worth what the Yankees worth? <laughs> Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Still living in the Nets beating 
the Knicks just what the doctor ordered on a day where the Nets decide they can't go the Ime Udoka way and they can't go on any longer without naming a head coach, Jacques Vaughn, who's already been the head coach of the Nets. He took over when Kenny Atkinson was fired. Jacques Vaughn, who also was a head coach of the Orlando Magic. Jacques Vaughn is experienced. He played for the Brooklyn Nets 2005 and 2006. He's a, a guy that I think they respect, a guy that they rallied around, and all reports coming out of Nets world are that, you know, his energy and his approach is what's got this team going. And He's been there. He's a, an assistant. He's been with the Nets seven years as a coach, and I just feel like internally that was the right hire. If there's no one on the outside to bring in, don't bring him in. Maybe they bring him in after the season next year. But as of right now, it's about Jacques Vaughn, Kevin Durant, and the Brooklyn Nets moving forward. They've got a West Coast trip coming up, and uh, we'll see what happens. Matt is in Essex County, New Jersey, on the fan. What's up, Matt? What do you say, Keith? How you doing, man? Always great. Always a pleasure. Having fun hosting. Glad to be here. You know, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I I, I only have one thing to say. Like, I I know you were transitioning over to baseball, but I got to say one thing about Kyrie and uh, and would love your opinion on it. Um, Listen, a lot of people are saying, like, listen, he has to go through this six-point program with the Nets, and he has to do this, that, and the other thing, and the hoops before he has to get back into hoops, right? Right. But but if I was, listen, man, if I was throwing kittens into pools and the ASPCA wanted to have uh, a conversation with my organization, and, and like, would I send my parents? Would I send mom and dad? Why would you be throwing cats into a pool? That's that's cruel. That's harmful. No, what I'm saying. And you said kittens, not even cats, like little kitties? No, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm getting Pools are closed, man. I know it's going to be warm again this weekend, but you shouldn't be throwing anyone's kitten into a pool. That's cruel. The ASPCA, they wouldn't want to meet with your parents. They'd want you to meet with the police. But... So then why did the ADL meet with Kyrie's parents? And that's what I'm saying. If if I got into trouble for and any organization would want to have a conversation, my, my old man would tell me to pound salt. He would say, like, so are we treating Kyrie like a man? Or is he sending his parents off? to have the conversation that he actually needs to have. It's well, the conversation. I'll say this. Rest, that, in, rest in peace to Kyrie's mother, his stepmother, and Frederick Irving, his you're, dad. You're, you're, you're right. They're, you're they're, right on that. They're his representatives. You know, She's his agent. So he sent his people to go um, have the conversation, I guess. And I'm not vouching for him. That's something I said on Talking Nets podcast. I'm like, that's weak, bro. We all got to be men. We all got to be accountable. You do something, you got to go meet them face-to-face. But he didn't feel like he needed to. He went to meet Adam Silver, the commissioner. But from what we heard, he didn't actually meet with the ADL. And he also left five uh, text messages left from his CEO. Like the, the guy. Yeah, but we don't know that. That, too. Like, we're, t- we're getting into people's phones. 
we're going off he said, she said. You know, people text me all yeah, the time, and yeah, I'm like, I don't know I if know I need to respond fair. to this text. I don't. I think sometimes fair. the greatest response is no response, or I didn't fair. get it. I was in the tunnel. I was on. I was underground. Fair enough. You, 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 you and I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, but what we do know is when my, my uh, listen, my my old man would have one meeting, and it would be in the garage, and he'd be, he had, and he'd be letting me know that. I'd have a black eye. Like, I'm like, what the hell? What the? You don't send your parents if you're a grown ass man. To- well, um, <laughs> I don't know where we we're really trying to go with that. Parenting, uh, garages, black eyes. You know, this is WFAN. You don't know what you're going to get on the other side of the phone, man. I say, call me up. And I throw that number out there, and I never really know. I just hit these buttons over here, and I try to have a conversation with whoever it may be. I really don't want to talk about Kyrie. I really don't want to talk about Kyrie's parents or your parents or kittens or pools or ASPCA. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're going to go straight into the conversation that everybody wants to get into. Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone, Hal Steinbrenner, Aaron Judge, Josh Donaldson, Buck Showalter, Billy Epler, Steve Cohen, Jacob DeGrom, Brandon Nimmo. We'll we'll do that. We'll do that because uh, I don't want to go down. That's why I literally said that earlier. I don't want to go down the path. As soon as you mention Kyrie or Emei, people start talking about their own morals and what they should do and what these guys should do. And he said, she said, nobody knows that. So I'd rather talk about something else that nobody knows, right? Where's Aaron Judge going how much is he getting paid? Who's he negotiating with? Who's talking to who right now? The San Francisco Giants are not going to be outbid. Okay, but what's the bid? What's the number? Take your best guesses. We should do a, a, a pool here at WFA and call up and give us the years and the dollar amount, the AAV for Aaron Judge. And uh, if Judge signs with the Yankees and you have the correct number, you win a a free number 99 jersey <laughs> with Judge on the back. You, we're only giving you the replica. It'll say Judge on the back. Anywho, I did want to talk about baseball, though. I just wanted to um, live in this Nets-Knicks rivalry, but I understand. It's a it's a Knicks town. Knicks fans are going to sleep early on my show tonight. They're like, yeah, I don't want to hear this. Yeah, I know. I got excited. Jalen Brunson, but we should have got Donovan Mitchell. Kevin Durant. He's a menace. I get it. Slim Reaper. You know, the Nets are just better. They're just better. <laughs> I think the conversation is going to shift to the winter meetings or the GM meetings out there in Vegas. But like I said, man, we're going to talk about this all week and then next week and then next week and then next week. So I'll cue it up. Got a break. I'll go to the other side. Switch studios, and when we come back, I'll say good morning, and I'll lay out the baseball topics, and we'll switch the conversation. I'll see you then. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up, though, but just leave all the other stuff. 877-337-6666. Back after this timeout. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.